0: Michael Gauvier. Join my co-host Leanne Hullo and myself as we welcome you in to the First Day Podcast. This week we're talking about the holidays and stress.
1: Ooh,
0: stress can be a problem, but are we the creators of our own mess when it comes to stress? Is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? Are we not really identifying the factors that lead to the stressful situations during the holidays. If we're hosting a holiday event, why are we doing so if it causes us stress? It's time to be introspective. So in this episode, we get a lot of feedback from the live chat and we take a look at our own experiences with the holidays and stress. There are answers to preventing it and coping with it. Find out all about it now on the First Day Pod. Uh, it's eight o'clock on the East Coast. That means we're live for the first day podcast. Michael Govier is here.
1: Leanne, hello, is also here.
0: <laughs> Greetings and salutations. It's good to be here. It's uh, the week before Thanksgiving, Sunday night, in America, anyways. In the United States specifically, not the greater North America. It's Canada already celebrated, right?
1: Yes. We had ours in October. And how was it? Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I was very thankful. Yeah, what happened? I don't remember. Did I celebrate? Did I do anything? I don't remember. (laughs) I have no idea. I know I was thankful. I'm sure I set up what I was thankful for.
0: You guys don't take it that seriously, or at least you don't.
1: I don't, no. Well,
0: one thing that is serious is stress. So we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. holidays and stress and I know we had the tagline up there said, holiday stress, is it real? Well, what it means is, obviously, it, it's real because it literally affects people. We've, you've probably experienced it personally. But what we mean to say, is it a self-fulfilling prophecy where, like, we kind of expect it to be awful, so therefore our expectations lead into these people who might have a few different opinions or ways of doing things or events might happen during a holiday dinner, like Thanksgiving, and you kind of just play the role. Therefore, leading yourself into stress. not blaming you. I'm not blaming myself. I'm not blaming anyone here. I'm just saying we don't really realize that we might be playing a role that leads to stress that we could avoid. Yeah. Does that make sense,
1: Leanne? It absolutely does. And I think it's one of those things that it's like, hi, Tammy. Um, uh, We should also say for anybody that's listening to this uh, for the first time, um, and they're listening to it in audio. I I am very squirrely when we do this podcast, but when I do hi Tammy or something like that, we actually have a live stream on uh, YouTube and Facebook every single week. So you guys can watch us over there and be part of the actual show. So um, anyway, I think what happens with the holiday stress is it's one of those things that like the way we do one thing is the way that we do all things. And so if we're really stressing out, during the holidays, there's probably a good chance that we also stress out at work and we stress out when things don't go our way and we stress out when, you know, so we have all these things, but then because everybody's talking about holiday stress, then we like put it into this pile of like, it's the holidays that are doing this to me. But really, I feel like a lot of the time we just have like a, it's the end of the year. We've got like cumulative stress that has happened all year long. We haven't handled it properly and so now it's just like a culmination, and plus all the extra responsibilities.
0: That's a really, really well thought out way of describing the situations. It's not easy being cheesy, right? Josh, Josh is here. Hello, Josh.
1: <laughs> hey, Josh. And Welcome of course, home. Carrie
0: and Matt are here.
1: Yes. Hey guys. So,
0: hey, Carrie, Matt. How are you guys doing? Uh, what kind of uh, tea are you drinking right now? What do you guys got on the uh, in the coffee mugs? They're drinking tea right now. I, I assure you.
1: Oh very nice but yeah
0: josh is watching this safe and sound he's home he survived and he's doing he's feeling better there it is he says it mm-hmm. himself recovering from heart surgery and it's just so wonderful man You really uh you really pulled through and now the real work begins though because surviving the surgery is just the beginning all the work of the recovery and the changes that you have to make i uh I don't envy you, frankly. It's very difficult. You know, it's it's a challenge, but it's one that you have a good family around you. You got the support around you, and you know that everybody's rooting for you. We're rooting for you, and we're we're behind you. And anything we could do. Holiday stress. Uh Oh, he's saying holiday stress. Well, you know. Um.
1: So while we're going through this, make
0: you stressful during this holiday.
1: (laughs) Yes, please, please, please limit
0: the stress on Josh for whatever that would be for him. So. You're not traveling. So.
1: What? No. But here, um, everybody that's in the chat right now, I'd like you to answer if you're comfortable. What about the holidays stress you out? Like what is like when you think holidays, then what in your head comes up that would like stress you out? Because I think it's different for everybody. So I'd be, I'd be curious there.
0: Okay. I like it. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really do that enough. Yeah, people could comment. With stuff that we come up with, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh says they're hosting both holidays. Well, you're at least hosting. You're not traveling. So that's good news. That's yeah. one less stressful thing to worry about. Tammy says no stress for you, Josh. Yes. So, that's right. But uh, don't forget the First Day B- Book Club. Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You're always welcome. Firstdaypod at gmail.com. Come on by. Look at that. There's the book right there. That's an mm-hmm. actual copy of the book. Yes. Renee Brown.
1: Mm-hmm. the gifts of imperfection mm, it's so good oh
0: wait Her, the author's name is brene brown yes uh this What's is happening? weird okay so i've been, i've been watching this show a uh, comedy show on apple plus uh, and this guy he keeps bringing up brene brown throughout the show but like so now i'm trying to figure out what the I got to figure this out now because everybody like rips on this guy and he's like a total pushover. <laughs> he's not really well liked <laughs> shit. Okay. I'm very curious about this now. I'm going to look. F- I mean, I I have the copy here, the PDF first. I don't have the physical copy, but I have the PDF. So uh, I have to look into Brené Brown further. That's a side quest for me as an author and a human being, you know, cause what happened when we did, you know, the, uh, what was it called? white fragility that Mm. lady Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and all of, you know, I, and I dove into it head first and I was excited about it, but then all the things I found out about her and some of the stuff I read, the critical counterpieces about what she had done and who she was really left me disappointed. But you know, that's, you don't find out until you find out Mm -hmm. the only way to learn about someone is to do your research and dive in. And it's also a lesson in not being closed minded. At least it was for me.
1: Yeah. I think that you'll like Brene. She, uh, she's a researcher first. So she's not like an author that's just an author. She's, um, oh, has great TED Talks. Yeah, Brene Brown. She's, what I really like about her is she is grappling with the same things that we all are. And she's just honest about, she's been doing research for 20 and 30 years, I don't know how long exactly, on shame and vulnerability. And that's what she researches all the time and she Hmm. still just admits that she struggles with it so she's very down to earth and she just says it like it is i think you'll really like her once you start kind of diving into it
0: i will do that i'll have a full (laughs) report on the next show looking forward to that the show i'm watching on apple plus it's called the mythic quest Hmm. josh you might like this show it's about a video game company but they're just it's really interesting the future is is right before us. And sometimes we don't see it. If you're in a certain age bracket, you really don't see that the future is here. Now it's right before you. And 14 year olds can have total sway with their live streams that blow ours out of the water. You know, if we get 10 people watching at one time, we're excited but there's live streams with 14 year old kids who do video game streams. They have hundreds of thousands at a time and they could dictate what video game companies do and don't do. They can ruin a game and they can kill a show. It's it's a wild, wild west right now in terms of the power people have through the internet.
1: Interesting.
0: It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that's not what this show is about, though. I'm just going <laughs> to stop there. Uh, Josh wants to say that the shame and vulnerability TED Talk by Brene Brown is great. Yes. There it is. Well, I'll check out. At least one of her TED Talks, because I've never seen any of hers. So I will do that. So the holidays and stress, they're all here. You know what's a great way to reduce stress? How? Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> it's a great way to just do something positive. You feel good about it. You go to Apple Podcast and you give the first day pod a five-star review. Not just a rating, a five-star review. And you'll feel a lot better going into the holidays. You just feel it's a gift that keeps on giving. Just like Cousin Eddie said to Clark in Christmas Vacation. It's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. So we would love if you could do that for us. would that be nice, Leanne?
1: Yes, that would be nice. And subbing our YouTube channel. That would be also very nice.
0: Yeah, you know, we're getting close to 100 subscribers. We're inching towards it. So if That's everybody could just subscribe to the YouTube channel, all you got to do is hit that red button. It's very standard procedure. Yeah. If you don't know how to do it, There are tutorials on YouTube to show you how to hit the subscribe (laughs) (laughs)
1: button. But you know what the nicest thing that's going to happen when that happens when we hit 100? We're going to be able to make our YouTube channel say like youtube.com slash first day pod. Instead of saying like all the numbers and letters that come after it. So it'll be a lot easier for you guys too. That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: We're just trying to help. We're trying to make a difference here.
1: Mm So, uh
0: oh, Nick says hi. I'm like, hey, Nick, how you doing? That's my nephew, Nick. Hello, Nick. Nick. Holidays. Nick, you could do your part. Make the holidays less stressful by listening to your parents, being respectful of everyone, Mm -hmm. and giving everybody a hug every 10 minutes.
1: Yes. It's a great
0: way to reduce stress, right?
1: Yes. Actually, that would be very nice.
0: So, Leah, do you find the holidays stressful? Because I guess it depends on the year. I don't always find them to be a stressful situation. Although we are not married, uh, we are together as a couple, dating, living life. And we have multiple families. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have one family. I have two different parents with different setups, mm-hmm. at least. And I just don't find it to be that stressful usually, unless I'm in a situation in my life where I'm already stressed. So it's not exactly the holidays that does it.
1: Right, right. Yeah, no, I um, I used to find it super stressful, um, but I put that on myself and... I'll tell you when it stopped, it's really interesting actually, when it stopped becoming really stressful is um, at my dad's work, he used to have where there were four teams and each team would give money to um, like the office or whatever. They would pool the money and then one person would go and buy gifts for um, eight to 12 uh, kids that needed it and they had like a full list and everything. And so somebody else was doing it, but they were just doing it, going and getting stuff like real quick and just, so they were kind of wasting the money because they weren't finding deals. They weren't finding like coupons and all that kind of stuff. So the kids weren't getting as much for the money. So my mom and I decided that we would take it on and we would go and like, you know, do letters to companies so then we could get deals, so we could get offers, so we could get all the stuff. So then the kids could get everything on their list instead of a couple things. And so when we took that on, it was always had to be in the office, I think by like December 15th or December 10th or something like that. Once we took on the stress or the pressure of doing that for these kids, it really got us into just the the actual feeling and spirit of Christmas because it's giving. And when you do that, then it it made everything much easier. We weren't stressed because it's like, you just make the time for everything else, but it really put things into perspective. So I feel like if you can spend more time, like helping, even if you even if you don't want to volunteer, which I think volunteering all year round is really important, but even if you don't want to volunteer, volunteer by helping, like, like asking people that are hosting the Christmas. Asking them what you can do to help them and or find ways to help them. Or if you see somebody else when you're out struggling or, you know, like Black Friday is going to be ridiculous. People are going to be so like mean and like grabby and just stop Uh and like help people around you. I feel like that will ease the stress because then you're going to see people for like people, you know? We stop seeing people for people at Christmas. I feel like during the holidays, it's like, okay, I have X number of people to shop for. I have this many Christmas cards to get out. I have da-da-da-da to do. And it's you're forgetting that it's, no, you're buying for Johnny and you're buying for Susie and you're buying for, you're, you just have this checklist. Well, that makes it stressful because you have no connection to anything that you're doing. And then December 26th, you're like, oh, okay. It's done. And you didn't actually enjoy any of it. You're going to go through the time and all of the actual actions of it regardless. So I don't know. I, I feel like building that connection and building that into it would help. It's helped me anyway. That's it.
0: You, you like to talk and then you like to end it really good. Okay, anyway. <laughs> what do I
1: do That's on cool. the phone? I do that all the time. It's like da, 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 and I'm done. Go. <laughs>
0: Stop talking. No, you should continue talking. Those are great points. Well done. Good thoughts. People don't... It's harder for people to actively help people, though. It's easier just to go about your day for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's a lot of ways out there to help and like make a conscious effort to do it. Mm. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable the first year that you do it. But there's so many charities that are looking for help. And and it doesn't even need to be charities though. You can just be, hold the door, like go into the holidays with the intention of making people's day less stressful and it'll help you make your day less stressful. So if you can open, if you can open the door for people instead of rushing in, in front of them, if you can, you know, be nice and smile to the cashier, if you can, once you start feeling that you're getting, like anxious in line, instead like talk to the person in front of you. I don't know. Like there's little things that you can do to like bring yourself back to the moment instead of like into your to-do list of all the other things that you have to do for this holiday.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's true. Josh says we have a birthday Christmas Eve and hosting Christmas. Lots of pressure. Okay. So this leads into a point I want to make and we all need to consider it right now. You got to be honest with yourselves. If you're going to be a part of the show, if you're not going to be honest with yourself you're not going to get anything out of this, and you're likely going to feel like you're being unfairly challenged. We don't want to do that. That is not our purpose here. Our purpose here is to enlighten ourselves about our own situation so that we can have a better understanding of it. So, if there's pressure involved in an event that you're hosting, why are you doing it in the first place? That's You need to really ask yourself this question, because that means you don't have to do it. And if mm-hmm. you feel like you have to do it, then you're creating more pressure. And if you're creating more pressure on a situation where you are the host of a it's your son's I know his birthday. it's Nick's birthday uh, or it's James's James's yeah. birthday, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's James's birthday. Mm-hmm. James is very young. He's just figuring out what's going on in life. He has, he's not aware. He doesn't have a <laughs> doesn't have a mind right now where he could give a speech and break down all the reasons a party was a buzzkill for him. So it doesn't have to be a pressure situation there. That could be a time where you have your child there and you celebrate his birth, you have presents or whatever it is that makes him happy. It's very simple. It shouldn't be complicated and it shouldn't lead to any type of stress. And if it does, it's time to reconsider why we're putting out events that create stress. And is it something that you just don't like people period? So therefore you don't want to do these events that's a question you need to ask yourself. Why don't I like people? Or why am I uncomfortable with certain people or people in general? These are things that might require a therapy, a deeper introspection from yourself. Because I understand all that. But I don't think it's unfair to ask these questions. If you are looking at a situation that is supposed to be positive and a communal event, that's that's going to be something you want to... Oh, Josh has added to the point. He says... Uh, I'm not very helpful right now, and much falls on my wife. So you're trying to get better. She's supporting you to get better. But you're going to put more pressure on yourself to feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Like I know that she she has been in a pressure cooker right now, but that wasn't her choice. Like the whole situation with you. We're talking about Josh's example. Josh had was in the hospital recently, had heart surgery, and Rebecca by a no choice default. of her own mm-hmm. default. Yeah, she had to step in and take care of business. Now, that's different. That's That was kind of thrown on her. But you can ease the pressure on her if you make yourself feel better and accept, okay, I'm just trying to get better right now. I'm going to do the best I could do right now is to feel better and work on getting better and, get, and work on my recovery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is, that, is that crazy?
1: No, absolutely. That's because then it's less one less worry for her. But also, I feel like the sentences that are coming up of the holidays are stressful, we're hosting, so that's stressful. I don't feel like that's a this Christmas situation. That's a overarching, when you hear holiday, you hear stress. And when you hear I'm hosting, it causes stress. So I don't think it's just like a, because this is totally like you get a total pass of you know, just relax. Um, But in other holidays or in other years, I feel like it would be the same thing. And Mike, I think that is perfect example. We don't or advice. We don't ask ourselves enough enough questions about why we're doing the things that we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there's because sometimes, too, it's like one piece, just one piece is the real stressful part. And then, but everything else, because you're so like worried about that being perfect or that working out that if you removed it or changed it, um, an example, like a this is a silly example, I guess, but we've given business um, uh, Christmas cards for our business for years. And oh. my mom, before I started, she was doing it um, and she was writing out the return label, writing out the two label, and then writing out the actual cards for everybody And she had probably like 300 cards that she was doing. And so it was always stressful for her because there was so much work involved and she wanted it to be very personal. Then when I came in, I looked at the situation and I was like, hold on a second. I like that it's personal and I like that you're writing like to, you know, Sammy and Gina, whatever. But I was like, I don't think anybody's looking at the envelope and saying, oh, she wrote her return address personally. She must really like care for me. So immediately I did labels and that cut so much time and so much stress out of it. And now through the years, we've got like four or 500 cards that we give. And now we've gotten to the point that we'll also do like a little bit of a message that's like canned kind of thing. And then we sign it and then we do. You know what I mean? Like you just you still want to do these personal things that mean something, Um And you put their name on it and because you think of them every single time. But there's certain things that you can take off your plate that nobody even cares about. Like we care about the place settings to be perfect. Nobody cares. They're sitting down at the table. They're looking across the table at who they're talking to, not where the forks are, not how perfectly the napkin was folded. You know, it all is nice. But those are the things that are going to stress you out. We got to ask ourselves what's up.
0: Ask not what your family can do for you, but what you can do for your family.
1: That's a great. What do you think of that. That's great. That is really great, actually. I love that. Uh, we're
0: talking about the holidays here on the First Day Podcast, and every Sunday night we're live here, eight PM Eastern Time. Come join us. Say hello. Engage in the conversation. I know what my other brother. In fact, I was on board with this, although I was high on opioids a lot. So I guess it was easier for me to come to this conclusion. But uh, I really thought, oh, Josh says, I could not agree more, Leanne. There you go. Validation, Leanne, that's nice, huh?
1: Well, it's nice that, yeah. And I feel like, too, especially when it's a couple, having these conversations. Because I think a lot goes to not having the conversations and one person thinking oh gosh this we don't need to do this but the other person thinking we need to do this because you know his mom used to do this and so he must think that Uh, we need to do this and so there's no conversation about it uh it's just like that was a family tradition or that was and meanwhile people don't even care so like having those conversations are really good because then you can be like oh my gosh we've been doing these all these years and you don't even mind okay let's scrap that part
0: how about that? That happens a lot. It does. Traditions carried forth yes. without a reason, just yes. because.
1: Yes. Okay. So talk about your other brother. What's going on?
0: No, when I was on opioids, and I remember holiday 2015, uh, I was like, I, di- I didn't want to go over to my dad's. I'm like, why do we do this? Like, who cares? I'm like, mm-hmm. there was all these rules, and I guess I was just so deep in getting high all the time that I was really ready to be more selfish than ever. So, I, w- I didn't show up for a while, and then I remember. Mom and Josh got into an argument about it later and he like defended me, (laughs) which was was very nice. I appreciate that. But it just led to this. And I think maybe this happens at a certain point in people's lives. If you get to an age where you start questioning, like, why are we doing this? Why do we get together? You know, on my mom's side of the family, there's just, there's no family. It's just, there's no one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just my mom. i there's no aunts and uncles uh, you know all our grandparents passed on now i'm 41 years old so uh i'm not really sure what we thought we were getting out of it because it felt like we were all like why are we f-? it felt like we're forcing this and i know i wasn't alone in feeling that but you know once i got clean and free of that and i've been given the clarity of sobriety um i i still see the merits in the frustration with going to an event where it seems like you're just spinning your wheels but i also see why people want to keep familial traditions alive because they feel like they're the only ones that are going to do it but maybe they need to be adjusted or changed or reformatted and all the people the family have to be open to that i think the older people in families get real stubborn they just i'm talking people like in their 70s and stuff there's like we don't care we're you want us to go over to this person's place now? We're not doing that. And we just won't do anything. So then it becomes like, okay, well, then we're not doing it anymore. It's over. Hmm. And then all the stress comes from the tension between all the relationships and the family about disagreements over what we're doing. And see how that played out? It's like, good Lord. We didn't have any of this, but we had created this mess.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Bless this mess that we created.
1: I have a friend who You have a friend? I do. Yeah, I pay him, but Yeah, Yeah, well, I'm sure it's not much costly, but it's worth it. Very tolerable. So (laughs) um he doesn't go to Christmas. Like he doesn't go to family events at certain people's houses because he knows that it's gonna be toxic. And so he but he doesn't like he doesn't make excuses for it. He just tells the family, nope, I won't be going there. That's not good for me. Or he'll go. And as soon as it starts getting like, you know, all of it starts, he's like, okay, I'm out. Merry Christmas, everybody. See you later. And he just leaves. Like, and so they all know, and we've had discussions about it. He's like, I just don't know how my nieces and my nephews, I don't want them to think that I'm being disrespectful or that they can't come to me. And I was like, well, just continue having a relationship with them. And but for me, I feel like that's more empowering that you can see your uncle have these boundaries of no, I'm not going to engage in that argument. Because I think that's part of it too, is these these arguments that happen at the Thanksgiving dinner table and the Christmas dinner table and whatever. It's we're teaching our kids that we have to tolerate nonsense and it's just not true. Like you wouldn't expect them to, to engage in these kinds of conversations at work or engage in these conversations in like a relationship, if they're just starting mm-hmm. in the dating world, you would tell them like that, dating you know, world. I don't want you, what's that?
0: The dating world. You make it sound like a fun alternate reality. <laughs> <It
1: is. laughs> yeah. But when they're like ready to venture out into that great adventure, um, you want them to have something different, and yet you're you're showing them that, nope, we need to go, you know, and you need to put on this, like, fake front at the dinner table. And how many times do people, like, they're arguing in the car to the dinner, and they're just, like, can't stand each other, and their stress level is super high, and they're, like, just, like, put on a smile, and then you get into the thing, and everybody's smiling, even though you can feel the tension that, like, okay, Yeah. Uncle Paul and Aunt Jan, they must have got into it in the car. And they think they're getting away with it, but they're not. So it it gives this energy in the room. I just feel like it would just be better just to say, you know what? We're not up to it. We're not doing it.
0: Look how clean my teeth are. Are
1: you paying attention at all? Your teeth are very clean.
0: I was smiling. That's like you said. We're putting out a big smile.
1: Yes. Your teeth are very clean.
0: Thank you. Uh, I wanted to acknowledge that we're 28 minutes into the broadcast, and I haven't heard from Ed. It was his birthday this weekend. Oh, so yeah, it was. We should have said this from the top. Happy birthday,
1: Ed yes, Wassef, happy birthday,
0: our loyal and dedicated First Day Pod community member. Also a big part of the book club, of course. Yes. And, Ed, even though you're not here, I hope you watch this later. and This birthday message finds you well. We love you. You're yeah. a really really unique human being who has a lot, a sh- just a ton to offer the world. So thank you for being who you are.
1: Yes. Happy birthday, Ed.
0: Happy birthday, Ed. That's right. You could get a birthday greeting from us too. If uh, you let us know it's your birthday and you're part of the crew here, we'll shout you out. Yes. Why not? Yes. Uh, I had a point I was thinking about before that. Uh, something. Okay. Oh, uh, so we're kind of talking about these self-fulfilling prophecies and, hey, do we make our own bed when it comes to stress in the holidays? And That's not always true. There's people who might show up who really rub you the wrong way and you're like, that's instant stress because you know you're going to disagree with them or you're going to find them to be annoying or just uh, obnoxious. But instead of that, maybe try to find some common ground. This is the thing that nobody wants to do, and it's the current cure for all of this when Trump was president, oh, what's going to happen at Thanksgiving and the holidays this year when all these people sit down with one another, the liberals and the, the Republicans? Like, you know, First off, you're not a party. You're not a political party. You're a human being. You have feelings. You have thought. You have agency. And you can look to find common ground with people. In fact, you'll have more in common with people than you won't most of the time. It's just that people unfortunately, like to focus on the things that they don't have in common with because they feel like crusaders and they have to make sure that they're crusading for that point or that side. And by doing so, all, you're, all we're doing is limiting ourselves and we're blinding ourselves from the reality before us and it causes more confusion and division. And that leads to less productivity overall in the grand scheme of things. Correct. But it's really easy to be like, "You're wrong and you, you're offensive to me, or it's really wrong it's even easier to just ignore them at the event entirely if if there's enough people at the event, you could duck away from them and never even see them or talk to them, hopefully, make no eye contact, and if you make eye contact, you could look away quickly and run to the bathroom <laughs> right,
1: yeah, but what I don't understand is why we can't just say what we're feeling like why can't we just say you know what i'm really not interested it's christmas i don't want to have this conversation and then leave like we don't have to pretend that oh i have to go to the bathroom like something's not sitting right because i'm going to be there for the rest of this event yeah you go to the
0: bathroom for 45 minutes
1: yeah so you could like i feel like we just need to start these are really great points, just in life is just setting our boundaries. and there's nothing wrong with us saying, "I'm not interested in having this conversation. like there there's really nothing wrong with it because there's they're having no problem making other knowing that they're making other people feel uncomfortable. So why is it okay for them to to make people feel uncomfortable? Yeah why can't we just say, "I don't want to have this conversation and then leave the table?
0: I don't want to have this conversation. I'm leaving the table.
1: Why not? No, not like that. Just say I'm not oh. interested in having this conversation. There's no excuse like me. judgment. I'm... There's no anything on it. It's just I'm not interested.
0: Excuse me. I am going to excuse myself from the table. And I thank you for your time.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> and then just go sit you, in the corner.
0: <laughs> you know what makes a, a holiday event less stressful and actually invigorates and excites is new blood. You know, it, mm. it actually excites me that Leanne is a part of my life now and I can join in on holiday festivities with her family and she can join in with mine. And that actually is like a new experience. It's an unknown road. And to me, that is at least intriguing and interesting. It doesn't cause me stress. If anything, it's like, Oh, well I know I'll have her there and I'm good. I'm good. You know, that helps to have, it helps to not be alone. That's kind of my point. And Mm -hmm. it's okay to be alone. I've spent most of my life alone. It's okay. Okay. Uh, that's why many of the holidays probably went sideways. It just always showed up. I can I have never, ever brought anyone to a holiday event ever in my adulthood. Ever. Huh. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we can fact check that. I'm pretty confident. I'm 41 years old. That's like 20 plus years of adulthood showing up by myself and like, oh, God, this sucks. <laughs> you know, that doesn't help. But, um, you know, what's not funny is that the isolation for people who are alone during the holidays. That's the real stress here that is true. Mm-hmm. People who are depressed and alone, and they see the joyous lives of others, and they see their life, and they look at them, and they say, why don't I have that? Or why am I not a part of an experience like that? The grass is greener syndrome during the holidays is mm-hmm. at its most dangerous during this period, unfortunately, because people mm-hmm. will take their lives, and we know that suicide rates... Go up during the holidays,
1: right? Yes. It's bogus. Totally bogus. Totally bogus because listen to the first half of this podcast when we were talking about the biggest issue is it was great in COVID <laughs> when nobody could go. It was so funny that last year when like nobody could go to like family parties, I told everyone, I was like, why is everybody complaining about the fact that we can't go to holiday parties when every single year people say, I wish that we could have just one year that we don't have to travel from house to house and go see everybody. Everybody got their wish last year. And yet, or whenever it was, gosh, are we already into the second Christmas? So anyway, they got their wish and they were still like upset about it. I want to go see my family. It's like you complain about it every single year. So, but you know what? When, yes, it's, that is awful. Like to feel like you're alone, but that's the other thing is that There are so many people that are alone. I have a friend that she does a Christmas dinner for um, you bring anybody. So if you are at a restaurant and you see somebody or the the waitress or whatever says, oh, no, I'm going to be alone for Christmas. um, As soon as you hear that, you say, you know what? Be my guest. Come with me. And I'm going to my friend's. And come and she has around the table, there will be 20 people or 30 people, however many she has, and everybody's allowed to like you know bring a guest. And it doesn't matter if you know them, you don't know them, it's just kind of come. And I think it's a beautiful thing, but we can also be volunteering that day and go and go to you know a kitchen and give back there, and you won't be alone. So there's there's options too in that
0: yes there is there are so, options yeah people don't reach out to the right people I guess sometimes sometimes you can't you want to try to be a difference maker and help people you have to actively try to do that otherwise you can't just assume people will know to reach out to you mm-hmm. either are sure. a lot of assumptions going on that cause a lot of frustration disappointment and sadness and, you know what uh, Uh, The pressure on the holidays to make sure it's a great event, that everybody shows up and everyone does their part, that all sounds ridiculous to me. If Mm -hmm. anything, a family event should be like the least pressurized situation. It should be a time where you could just be you and you don't care when someone shows up or, hey, you better be here at this time. We're going to do this this time. Why are we making all these restrictions? Why can't we just make it a little more relaxed? Let's reduce the restrictions. Yes. Let's make it more fun. More enjoyable, more relaxed. This is not a corporation. A family is not a corporation, okay? <laughs> we need to learn that. Too much of us work at corporations. We adopt what we learn at those corporations. We apply them to our own families. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. You don't have a gross national product. You don't have an overall revenue stream that you're trying to cut and make profits from. It's just, come on. You know? That bothers me. I feel like that's something that does happen. And that leads to too much cookie cutter stuff. And every family should be unique. I mean, there's a there's millions of families in this world. They should all they could all do whatever they wanted. But you find a lot of the same stuff through the same routines. Yeah, just saying. It's a chance to for rebirth. It's a chance to reinvent. You could you could change. Stop everything that was done in the past and just start a whole new thing. Or have every year will be more exciting if it's something new every year. This year we're doing this. And the next year we're going to do something completely different. We'll do something completely that's different nice the year fun. after that.
1: Isn't that sound like fun? Yeah, I like that. I think that's a great idea.
0: Yeah, it's too bad we're not having kids. We probably have a pretty cool
1: holiday yeah. event every year. Yeah, we totally would. So any of you guys that have kids, if you want to give them to us for that week, we'd be more than happy. <laughs> we can make it really cool for them. We're and not allowed to
0: have a holiday event if we don't have kids. Is that how it works?
1: No, we. you and I could have a holiday event. But I'm just saying, if you want it to be like like we're the cool parents, we could just be the cool auntie and uncle because, you know.
0: I really like your friend's idea. I think we should start doing that. Let's invite over random people every year when we have our own place together.
1: Yeah. I would totally be down for that. I think it's beautiful. I,
0: I know. That's why you. I love you.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I'm with you.
1: Oh, yeah. For
0: things like that. Yes. For Christmas because with... you're open to that. Yeah. You are open-minded. It's one of yeah. your finest attributes.
1: Awful. Thanks. Um, I want to bring up another thing that I think would help with the stress. Okay. Because I think that one of the things that kind of derails us is when we're feeling stressed, we also let that take control of our regular kind of routine and our regular habits. Um, and then that ends up, even if it wasn't in the holiday, even if it was just like, in the summer or whatever, if you stop habits and routine that you're used to, you're going to have all of these kind of reactions that are going to be like anxiety inducing kind of things. Um, and you don't really notice it because it's just a day to day, but at Christmas and at the holidays, um, I feel like we just, we, we give it an, Oh, and we can just have sugar. So we're just going to have more cookies because it's a holiday and we're going to have more drinks because it's a holiday. And the holiday lasts all of December. And then by the time we get to the end of December, when we're going to be with people that stress us out and we're going to be with all this, we've, in- do, like, we've, we've ingested like three weeks Ooh. Of garbage and three weeks of drinking and three weeks. So we're exhausted and mm-hmm. we are not at the top of our game. We're not healthy. We're tired. We're going through all of this stuff. And um, anyway, so we go through all of this stuff and then it, we're not setting ourselves up for any kind of success in dealing with people because then our nerves and everything are Escalated. So I feel like one of the easiest ways that we can do that is to stick to a routine. Make sure that we get the sleep that we know we need. Make sure that we're drinking. And and I know it sounds so simple, but make sure that we're eating properly. Make sure that, like, even like cookies and all that kind of stuff. I am now that I'm finally back on the no sugar, I'm feeling it. If I have a little bit of sugar, I can feel it. Um But if you want to engage in some of that during the holidays at your Christmas dinner, that's fine. But Christmas dinner is one day. It might be two or three days. But we give it this like carte blanche of like, okay, well, I I bought the cookies because they were at the store. And so we just ate them all of December. And so all of a sudden we're binging for a month. So I think really sticking to like healthy routines um, is really going to be important. To keep us
0: stable. Beautiful. Very well said. I like that. And by the way, uh, we're hoping that uh we can get a hold of the wolves and have them back on because the holidays are coming here and they're mm-hmm. great for their no sugar dedication, their plan, sugar X Global. Uh, we haven't had Dave or Judy on in several months, so we're way overdue. So we're hoping to make them part of the show here in December. And it yes, will be they useful for all of
1: do- us. Yeah, they said they're gonna do it, so we just have to pick a date.
0: And Lynn says, well, that's Carrie. It's either Carrie or Matt. Well said, Leanne. Thank you. You're really striking a chord with the audience tonight.
1: Oh, thanks, guys.
0: Not that you don't usually, but people are really responding to you. There's something about you tonight that's just on point, on fire.
1: I'm closer to the camera. Maybe that's what it is. People are actually, like, seeing me and they're like... Is
0: that what it is? No. uh, They also want to know. Mike, what are those headphones? Uh, These are... Sony 1000 uh, XM4 noise canceling headphones. 1000 uh, XM4. Yeah, they're uh, supposedly they're top of the line. That goes head to head with Bose's top of the line. And this is the case it comes in. Look at that, very nice. Yeah, so you can just fit them right in here. Fancy. Um, they're very nice. They work very very well. They're all touch too. There's no buttons. They just you just tap it. To raise the volume like this, or to bring it down, or to go to the next track, you just tap it. It's weird. It works. Nice. It's bizarre, but it's true. I highly recommend them. I'm really grateful for this purchase, and uh, I've never looked back. I've had them for a couple months, so and we still are yet to have <laughs> gotten Leanne's. I gave Leanne my other headphones, which are very still a very nice pair of headphones, and uh, they're just sitting there dormant. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll get, we'll fix that though. It'll <laughs> be part of our 2022 New Year's plan. Make that a priority. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. I don't know. I get so nervous with Bluetooth. <laughs> I like the fact that this is just wired. I can put them in my ear and I'm done. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, I'm wearing Bluetooth right now. I, I do this all the time.
1: I know, but if something happens with yours that you lose the Bluetooth, you know what to do. Me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like.
0: I don't know why. You look lose what the happened Bluetooth. last Anyways, week.
1: Last week okay. I had wired and I still didn't have it plugged in properly. So we'll see. Uh,
0: well, Josh says, uh. We try to relieve by decorating inside and outside. that's their sounds like a stress reducer for them.
1: nice. That's makes fun. us feel
0: good to make the house festive. Yes. I love a festive house. Yes, I love Christmas lights. I always have i I even had Christmas lights when it wasn't Christmas in earlier editions of apartments when I was much younger, of course, which is I think pretty common
1: You might you mean like in the summer,
0: well, yeah, like all winter into the spring in the summer I, they were like all Christmas. Around, Christmas? They were white lights, but they were strong white lights all through the apartment. So cool. We had a huge <laughs> ten by six Budweiser, ten feet by six feet Budweiser uh banner that was so dumb. I don't know where the hell we got that either. So very, it was different time. Long time yes, ago. Very different. The T V also weighed like three hundred pounds, so it was a different era. Josh says the kids at Becky love Christmas. Does that mean you don't? Is that what you're implying there with that message? Good call. Hmm. Just be honest. It's okay, Josh. At any rate, I think those are some really, really well thought out ideas. The holidays have a lot to offer, but they also have a lot to, to, you know, burden you with, which I don't want anybody to feel that way. Josh said no. Hmm. That's okay, Josh. That's why we want the truth. Mm -hmm. This leads me to some quick tips here I wanted to share. Just for the record. Just to get it on here. This is from the Mayo Clinic. These are uh, tips for coping with the holiday and depression.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Number one, acknowledge your feelings. What do you think of that?
1: I'm great at that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, Yeah, you might be internally. Yeah, yeah, you're
1: probably right. <laughs> oh, dear. Continue.
0: <laughs> uh, Leanne's feelings, uh, they have a slow motor. They, they just don't move very fast. They, they're there, and they're ready to go, but they just... Take a while to get to the front lines. That's all. So, yes. But she means well, and she's a really, really sweet girl. (laughs) Yeah. Number two, reach out if you feel lonely or isolated. Seek out community, social events, religious events, anything related. That there's websites, there's support groups. If you really want to not be alone, you cannot be alone. Yes. But you have to get over yourself as well, which is challenging for a lot of us, including myself. I admit that. Three, be realistic. The holidays don't have to be perfect. Just like last year, families change and grow. So just be honest with the situation. You know, for example, if you're an adult and children or other relatives can't come to your home, find new ways to celebrate together. That's great. That makes sense. I think it does. Mm-hmm. Number four, set aside differences. We're ready to cover this one. It's, it's obvious. Number five, stick to a budget. Before you do your gift and food shopping, Josh, this could be for you too, you know, with birthdays and Christmas all simultaneously. Decide how much you can afford to spend and then stick to your budget. Don't try to buy happiness with an avalanche of gifts.
1: I like that. You know what's I think would be really cool is if um, you what you did for your mom, uh, I think it was for her birthday, and you offered kind of your help with something, so I, I think that would be really cool. Is like you know when we were kids, I don't know if you did this, but like we did like we're because we couldn't buy anything, so we didn't really have like we didn't have our own money. So what we would do is make up these little coupons for like this coupon is good for me to do this. teehee <laughs> give it to the, and <laughs> no, like you're, no. right. But I think it would be no, cool if do you- Okay. So that's what we did. And so it was like, here's a coupon. And anytime you give me this coupon, I have to do the thing that's on it. I think it would be cool to do something similar, even as adults of like, Hey, you know what? I want to do something for you for, you know, December or January, you let me know what it is and I will help you with it. help you with a move or help you with something in the house or help you fix something or whatever. I feel like that would be really cool because then you spend time with somebody and give your assistance in something.
0: First off, thank you so much for saying that because I really thought it was a good idea. I wasn't trying to get out of, I mean, I could buy a, a card, at a you know, Hallmark card anytime. Mm-hmm. Why not give my time, I'm, effort, energy, give myself mm-hmm. to someone?
1: I thought that was beautiful.
0: I mean, not not myself, not my body, but like yeah, my time. Yeah, please don't I mean. do that. Correct. No, I don't want to do that. Uh okay. But uh, yeah, thank you. That makes me feel good. I thought it was, a. am just trying to think differently here. We're getting a little stale with some of these gift ideas. We need to get fresh, not fresh. It's not even trying to be contrarian. That's not what it is. It's about giving something personal, like actually giving part of yourself as a gift, you know, giving not because cards are there for people who don't want to think. It's like, okay, I got the card. Cool. Great. Yep. We're off the hook. That's what cards are. And, you know, no disrespect to cards, whatever, throw one in there. But I do disrespect cards, actually, and that's my opinion. So
1: the only commodity that we can never get back is time. So I feel like time. offering people your time is huge. I think that's
0: <laughs> OK, so I want to respond to your coupon thing, too. Okay. So you get that's awesome that you guys do coupons. That's beautiful. That's a great idea. OK, kids.
1: continue. Go ahead.
0: As kids in the United States, and I'm sure everybody could back me up on this, at least in the Midwest. They had this thing called Santa's Workshop where they would show up to your school with a catalog, like, checked item where you could buy gifts. So, basically, your parents would give you money to buy them little stupid gifts so that are, like, there's, like, a bunch of stuff there. It's, like, 10 15 maybe $20 if you really want to go for it. And that was in elementary school and middle school. And I actually think it was in high school because these kids still don't know what to do yet. We're still morons. So, we're, like, what do we do? How does life work? Oh, it's right here. Okay. So, but it might have been my own money because I did have a job in high school. That's nice. how we did it. That's all. So basically they gave us money to buy them stupid things that they would probably throw away. So.
1: Oh, wow. I don't know if we did that. If you're listening here in Canada, let me know if we did that. And I just don't remember.
0: Uh, so a couple of comments here, uh, as Carrie and Matt said, I second that, Leanne. I like wired headphones too. I understand that. But if you accept that Bluetooth is a fully functioning, very capable, modern piece of conveyance, no, you, you. you will be fine. Josh says, we stay on budget. Not acceptable. Okay. So we stay on budget and keep out for deals for the kids for Christmas. Well, that's smart. Mm -hmm. And Carrie Matt said, what if someone burns the turkey?
1: Oh, well, that, no, done. Like the holidays are over. That is the worst. Oh, no. You know what's funny is I don't understand why the turkey is such a stressful part of everybody talks about it when they're hosting that they need the perfect turkey. And then I don't. When we have holidays, maybe that's, is that like the whole mainstay? Because when we have holidays at my family or like any of the extended family, the turkey is always like the last thing to go. Everybody's having all the fixings and all the like big thing of mashed potatoes, a big thing of all of this other stuff. And then they have like a little piece of turkey. There's like almost like a full turkey left at the end of the, at the end of the event. It's like, who cared if, if it burns? Huh. Is that weird? Are we just big eaters?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you are. I know I am.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. All
0: I know is that with inflation and what it is right now, you know how expensive turkeys are getting?
1: No, they're the same as they were last year and the year before. It's not true. If you go to Kroger, yes, yes, it is true. I just had this conversation. There was a flyer in Kroger that you could still get it, like a 20-pound turkey. For oh, like
0: you're two. talking about your Kroger deal from last year, which I remember I bought that one. Remember, mm-hmm. You it's made me go get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a good deal. Wait, was it's that last year or two years ago? Two
1: years ago.
0: Oh, my gosh, it was two years ago because last mm-hmm. year nothing happened. You're right. Right. Um, anyways, inflation is up, though, and if you don't can't do the Kroger deal for some reason, which they do run out, they were almost gone. I mean, they were running low last time, so mm-hmm. um, you don't have to follow any... There's no wrong way to have a good time. Just do what you want. Why not? Uh, if you're a vegetarian, you know, just make a a quiche. What do you think? You love a good quiche? Yes. <laughs> Ew, quiche is gross. My mom made quiche once. It was so. Mom, don't make quiche, okay? Also, mom, uh, for Thanksgiving this Thursday, which we will be at, and uh, Carrie and Matt will be at too. So I can't wait to
1: meet Carrie. Yeah, and I haven't seen Matt. So I haven't seen Matt in two, you know, two years, right? Jeez Louise.
0: I think uh, probably since
1: maybe a year and a half, two years.
0: Yeah, it'll be almost two years because mm-hmm. the last time was that. Uh, what was that thing called? The <laughs> the events. Which event? Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil.
1: That was in December.
0: Yeah, December of 2019. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, mom says quiche on the menu. No! <laughs> mom, I want to make... Mom, I'm so glad you're here right now. So please, this is for you. Everybody who's coming to this Thanksgiving meal, which is only me and Leanne, Carrie, and Matt, and you, that's five of us, nobody wants to eat big. Nobody wants carbs. They, I know Matt and Carrie eat super healthy, so please We do pretend not. to. Yeah, we... <laughs> Leanne does, and I'm trying. I've been trying really hard the last couple days at least with this Noom. By the way, I've been I told you I started we started Noom that was a week ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've been using it, but you're doing well anyway, so it's fine. You're on your own program. I've been using it, it's been helping me, food logging, all this stuff. But mom, I don't want to I don't want to take home a bunch of leftovers that suck. Turkey's cool because it's meat, but I don't want any, you know, no mashed potatoes. Don't overdo it. Hear this message now. This we're only trying to help you. Reduce the burden. Keep it simple.
1: Yeah, truly. We can take out sushi if you want. Like, we don't need anything. <laughs> yeah! Sushi
0: Thanksgiving sounds great.
1: Yeah, but seriously, like, that's the whole thing. Like, your mom does everything so beautifully. Yeah. Oh, Carrie, I can't wait. Or Matt. Both of you, I can't wait. Um, But yeah, your mom does everything so beautifully and so... Everything is just, I remember, like, even just like the fondue Christmas thing that we had was beautiful. So, yeah, Michelle, totally, like, don't, don't overdo it. Seriously. Oh, by the way, she's
0: clarifying. There's six of us. So I guess uh, her. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about the guy. Sorry. I haven't yeah. met him yet. So no yeah. overdoing here. Had sushi last night. Uh-oh. Mm. Yay. Josh says sweet potatoes. Ooh. They are good for you. Yes. That's true. I won't that argue that true. point, Josh. You are correct. A sweet potato <laughs> is much better for you than a white starchy potato. Mm-hmm. But then people ruin sweet potatoes because they put candied crap all over it and marshmallows. <laughs> That's where it's it goes like south. The
1: salads yeah. that are like all just like cream based, and then they've got like bacon bits and <laughs> croutons. It's like there yeah, was one Eric, piece of lettuce in it.
0: It was amazing. Eric to the, he brought to the feast his own salads that he made. And they like had him in these Tupperwares. It was was like really impressive. I was like, wow.
1: This is a guy who's
0: lost like over a hundred pounds. So just in case you're wondering, that's how you do it. He came to an event filled with a lot of trash food and he brought his own food to protect himself.
1: So awesome. Okay. What else does the Mayo Clinic? Were there more on there that we got sidetracked from?
0: Yeah, but that's enough. Uh, The show's almost over here. So, (laughs) Oh, wait, I can blow through a couple more. Okay. uh, Plan ahead. Set aside specific days for shopping, baking, connecting with friends and activities. Organize your holidays. Okay. Here's a big one, Leanne. Learn to say no. Yes. Yes. Say no. (laughs) Saying yes when you should say no can leave you feeling resentful and overwhelmed. That's right. You are your own worst enemy when you decide to say yes to something that you don't want to do. That's on you. That's on me. That's on all of us.
1: Yes. I do that all the time. You know what I'm trying to do, though? I'm not great at it yet, but I'm trying to say, oh, let me think about it. That way you can just like shut it down and then literally think about it. And like not like and don't say like don't lie about it and be like, I Mm got to check my calendar or I got just let me think about it. Mm -hmm. And then you can like craft it to come back and be like, no, I don't want to.
0: Agreed. Well said mom says no processed here that's right mom never would do that's right organic turkey of course like it matters turkey's turkey Uh, your friend eric yes my friend eric you know him Uh, he's Corey's brother-in-law you know who he is you've met him before so josh says i lost 20 pounds
1: yeah oh that's great i told him i could see it it is great it is great. It's not a great way to do it, obviously, but I'm really, really proud of you, Josh. I was thinking nice I should go
0: on Josh's program to lose 20 pounds in 12 days, which would no, mean thank you. just liquid diets and just being stuck in a bed.
1: In a hospital bed? No.
0: That would be worth it. I, if I could go to a hospital for 12 days and lose 20 pounds, I would do it. I just don't want to have the heart surgery yeah afterwards.
1: that's yes yeah we're so grateful josh that you're doing well and 20 yeah. pounds that's amazing
0: yeah i could see it in his face when I, he was home and i talked to him in the video chat i noticed the difference i was like oh wow 20 pounds makes a big difference
1: yeah
0: so, wow really good keep it up mom says awesome josh way to go uh and then finally don't abandon healthy habits during the holidays don't let the holidays become a free-for-all Why are you laughing? That would would never happen, right? (laughs) Overindulgence only adds to your stress and guilt. Here's a few suggestions, guys. Have a healthy snack before holiday meals so you don't go overboard on the sweets and cheese and drinks. Eat healthy meals. Get plenty of sleep. That's always a bugaboo. Include regular physical activity in your daily routine. Try to uh, do deep breathing exercises, meditation, yoga. Avoid excessive tobacco, alcohol, and drug use. That always helps, I suppose. And be aware of how the information culture could produce undue stress. And adjust the time you spend reading news and social media as you see fit. Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Very interesting.
0: Overindulgence, holidays, it's classic. It's like going to college and getting the freshman 15. Or it's like having a pandemic and getting the COVID-15. It happens. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But you can avoid it. And I'll never understand, you know, when COVID started, I got into really good shape and I lost like 25 pounds and then I I, uh, stopped. (laughs) I gained (laughs) it all back. back.
1: You'll get back in there.
0: Yeah, it'll happen. I just, I'm just telling people an example of,
1: yeah,
0: I let, when COVID started, I took aggressive measures. Yes, you did. I took it as an opportunity, like, well, hey, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have. To, I, I'm in control of everything here, and then I just kind of lost it by August or September of last year, and I just. I also moved, isolated myself further. That didn't help, I guess. So these hmm. are just lessons, guys. Just trying to share from my mistakes so that other people don't make them.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Mm, I also want one more tip.
0: You want one more tip? Okay.
1: mm Hmm. I think that another thing to remember is that when you are at home and not feeling good or feeling alone or feeling like you're not good enough or feeling like you're missing out or feeling like you need to do more or whatever, and then you're like, that's all coming up because you're scrolling and you're seeing people that are smiling and people that are together and people that are having the perfect meal and just remember that during that like two hour event, they only posted one or two photos. So those one or two photos, instead of it being the whole meal with the burnt turkey, um, it's just showing the plate with like the perfect like lighting and the perfect everything. It's showing the like the people that were arguing on the couch was we need a picture together, smile. And then it was this. So yes, yeah, some people are having like a great time but a lot of the time the stuff that we're seeing online is a literally a 10 second photo from a 2 hour event and that 2 hours wasn't as great as those snippets that we're seeing so we need to remember that like kelly from book club she went on a trip and she promised herself she told us, she said, I'm not posting just all the good pictures. I'm posting all the pictures. So when we're arguing or when it's raining or when the things are happening, I'm posting it all. And I think that we all either need to do that. We either need to start posting the real stuff that's actually happening or maybe just stop posting the things and just enjoying the people around us instead of trying to make ourselves look like this perfect thing because it just doesn't exist. That's all. Again, Shut her down. There you go.
0: <laughs> thank you, Leanne, for that very, very well thought out and true commentary. So we hope you guys take away something from the show. As always, thank you for being here. First A-Pod at gmail.com. The book club is available Monday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Come on by one hour. Get in, get out. Anytime you want to join. We're doing Brene Brown, who apparently is a really big deal, and I had no idea about it. So, of course, I'm always the last to know on those fronts. You know, I am not a white suburban female who's a mother of three. So I don't always know what's going on with these authors. That's what, you know, I'm not in a book club, like a real book club. I've been in our book club, which is not a real book club. It's a much different book club. I'm not in Oprah's book club. I'm not in, uh, I don't know, Matthew McConaughey's book club. You know, these are all like trendy things. Our book club's about really examining the material before us and sharing our own experiences. Mm-hmm. People are really honest with that. In fact, some of the newcomers that have come by want to thank Jenny and some of the others here who have come in and really been honest and given something to the show that was not to the show, to the book club Mm -hmm. that was really been useful. So thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to give a quick
1: example. These are the chapters that we're reading right now that we're going to be talking about on Monday. Guidepost one, cultivating authenticity, letting go of what people think. Guidepost two, cultivating self-compassion, letting go of perfectionism. Guidepost three, cultivating a resilient spirit, letting go of numbing and powerlessness. So those are the chapters that we're going to be reading. I have a free PDF that I can give to you so you can read it tonight I got or it too. Mm-hmm.
0: It's right here. <laughs> it's right there in my browser. I got it.
1: I wonder, everybody see it? <laughs>
0: No, I could show it to him. I could screen share. It's
1: okay. It's okay. Anyway, we can give it to you. If you want to read it, it's going to be really good. And I feel like it's really good going into the holiday. It's exactly what we've been talking about in the show.
0: Yeah, I think that's really the key here. It really has been. So there it is.
1: (laughs) See that? Thank you. Gifts of imperfection. I love that on the book, it says that it was part of the Super Soul Sunday by Oprah.
0: (laughs) 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 oh my god i didn't even notice that till now that's great thank you validation is always enjoyable okay
1: (laughs) anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's it uh we're out of here um i guess we'll be doing a show next sunday i mean thanksgiving's on thursday so there's no reason why we won't be doing the show right
1: absolutely Absolutely. yeah we'll be back next sunday We'll let you know. I don't know when Dave and Julie uh, Judy are coming, um, but it will be in the next couple of weeks, so we'll keep you posted on that.
0: We will. That, all the information is available here or at our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You can find us anywhere. We're everywhere. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts would really help the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for everyone's participation in the live chat. Really, really helps the show. Makes a difference. You guys are the best, and uh, that's it. We're out of here.
1: Thank you. Bye.